0: Let's pray. Ever-present God, may the words from my mouth and the meditations of the hearts of all who gather in your name be acceptable in your sight. You are our rock. You are our redeemer. You are the light that shows us the way. Amen. We all have our guilty pleasures, don't we? Ones that help us escape for a while, no matter how shallow or odd the content. I've had plenty of those along the way, ranging from Beverly Hills 90210, the original series, (laughs) to Survivor, yes, still Survivor today. Around the time that the last of our kids arrived on the scene, I got into the NBC show, Fear Factor. Many of you probably remember at least the premise of the show. Contestants were invited to compete for a grand prize of roughly $50,000 by accepting a series of challenges. Each challenge involved doing something that would instill fear and cause the contestant to pause before completing the task. Among some of the more popular uh, tests were eating live insects, getting into a tub filled with snakes, and hanging from a cargo net dangled from a helicopter. All were designed to shock the audience as much for the fact that people would subject themselves to the challenge as much as for the challenge itself. Fear factor by design created extreme situations. We could watch knowing that these were not circumstances we were likely to face in our own lives. So somehow after watching the show, You'd walk away feeling better knowing, your life really wasn't that bad. We may not be faced with live insects or frightening heights each day, but that doesn't mean that fear isn't present. In fact, fear seems to be an ever-present condition. And lately, it seems the list of things we have to fear continues to grow. On a global scale, there's the threat of violence and war. Hardly a day goes by that there isn't an update on a nation that we are at odds with or a terrorist group that is looking to disrupt peace in the name of their cause. We may not think about it all the time, but we do think each time we hear a news story or update, that danger is hanging on the edge. On a regional scale, There are the challenges of a nation struggling to figure out what unity within diversity looks like. There are fears about the treatment of immigrants seeking a safe and hope-filled future. Our impact on an eroding environment and deaths of violence and addiction expanding beyond our cities to our more rural communities. We hear of tragedy and feel powerless to make a change. And locally, The list of fears impacts our daily lives. People live in tents and uncertainty each day of whether they will have enough food to eat. Single parents, young couples, and seniors struggle to financially cover the bare minimum to get along day to day. Family and friends are stricken with Parkinson's and ALS and heart disease and cancer, and yes, Threats are made to change the name of a beloved school mascot that has inspired generations of athletes, marching band members, students, and parents for decades. Fear, no matter how large or small, is going to be a reaction that we will have. It's embedded in our DNA as a protection mechanism, prompting a fight or flight response to preserve ourselves. It is at times a necessary reaction to conditions beyond our control. But what's important is not whether or not we experience fear. It's not even our experience in knowing how to cope with that fear. What's most important is where we focus our attention for answers on how we are to respond to fear. The Lord is my light and my salvation should i fear anyone the lord is a fortress protecting my life should i be frightened of anything the writer of psalm 27 was faced with plenty of things to be fearful about foes and armies and wars oh my the writer had plenty to consider and made it clear where they would seek their answer They look to the Lord, their God. The same Lord, the same God that created each of us. The same Lord, the same God that loves us unconditionally. The same Lord, the same God that provides the same covenant with us that was provided to the generations ahead of us. A covenant that in times of fear, God will provide us shelter and safety. And because of that covenant, we are wise to place our focus in the same place the psalmist did. I have asked one thing from the Lord. It's all I seek to live in the Lord's house all the days of my life, seeing the Lord's beauty and constantly adoring his temple. Seeing the Lord's beauty and constantly adoring his temple. That's the secret to breaking away from fear and heading toward peace. We need to start by seeing the Lord's beauty. And that beauty is in all of creation. We see it in mountains and rivers. We see it in forests and meadows. We see it on sandy beaches and roaring oceans. And yes, we see it in people. Sometimes, we have to look really, really hard. But it's there. God's beauty is in all people. Not just the ones we side with. Not just the ones who look and think like we do. It's in all people. And to live in the Lord's house, we need to keep our eyes fixed, not on what we fear, but what God has beautifully made. We need to see through the anger and the hate. We need to see through the name calling and the Facebook posting and the tweeting. We need to see through the shouting and the slamming. Because under all those reactions to fear, whether of war or of a mascot change, is the heart of someone just looking to do the right thing. And there's a much higher likelihood Of us all letting the light of our Lord guide us together when we are actively listening and guiding each other gently toward a common direction, than if we're letting the fight reflex to fear surface and attacking back. Name calling and shouting and threatening aren't the ways Jesus taught us to handle our fears, and they aren't the response we should have now. So, how do we constantly adore God's temple? We do it by passing on the gifts we have received from God each day. We do it by offering others the same grace we have received from God. We've all received it without conditions, which means we need to extend it without conditions. And yes, to everyone. We do it by offering the same peace we have received from God. Do you feel it here For an hour each Sunday, do you feel a different kind of peace, centered and strong within you? We need to make sure it's not only here for an hour, but lasts the whole week ahead. When attacked, replace fear with confidence in God. Listen. Validate that you've heard the concerns of a person doing the shouting. Bring your level down and calmly question don't demand that they do it your way. Ask them to consider what it means to do it your way. No, not your way. God's way. If we're centered on God's way, the rest falls into place. We do it by offering the same love we have received from God. The love that guides us to care about what others care about. To not cast aside their views as ignorant or PC or too sensitive, but to accept that their hearts are likely the same place yours is. in making this world better, not just for themselves, but for all around them. And if we all have the same goal, we can work through any differences on how we achieve that goal, not despite love, but because of it. And we do it by offering the same hope we have received from God. The vision, seeing a temple worthy of adoration and praise is clear when we step away from how we get there and listen for the Lord to guide our steps to get there. Pause and let the quiet center within you settle so there's space to fill yourself with God's vision. Slowly, gently, mercifully, It will fill you and lead you to a place where the shouting and anger can cease and where we can lovingly support each other as a community. God is our light and our salvation. That light shines on a path with a very simple message. We've already received the message to love our neighbor and that the rest are just details. Now let's remember one more thing that sets aside fear and replaces it with confidence to love others completely. Do not be afraid, I am with you. I have called you each by name. Come and follow me, I will bring you home. I love you and you are mine.